Good to get this guy back in the Freak Nation for many, many reasons. Uh, more importantly, he's got himself a big win, his first win of the 2021 Supercross season in the 450s, now leading the ports. Ken Roxon, is that a baby or a cat in the background? <laughs> it is actually a baby, and I am going to tell my wife what the heck she is doing. First off, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, they're hearing it on here, so we got to... <laughs> Hey, it, it's but, co- yeah, he, he he's a madman when it comes to food. Like he likes to eat like crazy, and as soon as like one boob is empty, Bam. he's freaking out right away. So, well, yeah. Do you blame him? I mean, it's like, come on, feed me, feed me. He's got he's got that from me because I'm a big food guy, and he definitely eats well. So he's definitely <laughs> got my side when it comes to that. Well. But let's just say this is that's just fitting for 2021. It was fitting for 2020. We do <laughs> interviews. We do our world inside our homes, inside our hotel rooms with our families. So you know what? Props to you guys. Right. Yeah, it's it's natural. And honestly, he's not a crying baby at all. Um, I've done a lot of press conferences and interviews where he was quiet, but he did just go off like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 450 Supercross winner Ken Roxon. Indianapolis last night. He's in the Freak Nation right now. Ken, you went bonkers last night. Nobody realized how important this was to you till they saw you shirt off having a good time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, in the last couple of races, I feel like I kind of gotten screwed over a couple of times. That not that 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 wasn't my motivation to go win, right? Like every time I go to the gate, uh, I want to be my best, and of course, I would love to win. But this race was just such a, I shouldn't say a fairy tale, but you know, I, I, this is the best probably I've raced in a long time. And, and, you know, got thrown a little wrench or when I crossed out of there, went off the track, had to let Eli go by and, um, capitalized in a few turns later and passed him back. And then, you know, I have pressure behind me the entire time. And, and also in the beginning with trying to pass Adam. So it was just a great race. And to finally pull that off after these things that got thrown at me was, just such a monkey off the back and obviously with my son's first win and I saw my wife down at the podium and and him there as well and for the team I don't know it's just we've been working so freaking hard you know and I set out the outdoor season to kind of regroup and all I real I had to let myself kind of fall out of shape and then you don't realize once you are out of shape how long and how much it takes to kind of like and patience as well to get back in top shape you know so coming into the season, we, it was kind of like, hey, we did some good work, and I didn't really know where I was at, but at the same time, I think we have been really cool and calm, and I got a bunch of new things up my sleeve, and it has really been working out. And, and on top of that, doing that together with my family just helps out so much and enjoying again what I'm doing and kind of taking it you know, step by step and just enjoying the process of trying to get back to the top. Mm-hmm. So... It was just, you know, we finally made it, and I was just like, every time I win, I re-fall in love again with winning, if that makes any sense. Wow. Oh, my gosh, that makes perfect sense, because I've heard some interviews recently with some Indy 500 drivers, appropriate, you guys being in Indianapolis right now, and how they talk about how winning that race, it made them fall in love with racing over and over again. Instead of it Mm -hmm. getting old, it made them appreciate the sport. So yeah, that's what you're going through right now. And in a sense, you can, you can add your former injuries to that list of you, you brought up patience and and enjoying the process. I mean, this has been a massive process over the last four or five years for you. Yeah. The last four or five years have been the toughest of my life. Um, and then I kind of just at one point had to face reality, you know, I, I, after the injury came back and I, 
I, and I think it, it was good for the time being because I came back and I'm like, hey, this was not one step back. If anything, I'm coming out of it better. Realistically, though, when I started racing again, my arms still felt so mangled and like nowhere near 100%. But yet, at least mentally, I didn't let that be an excuse of mine. But at the same time, it created other problems where all of a sudden I wasn't winning anymore and I wasn't good enough and I wasn't this. And I don't know, I just created a bunch of other problems. So it has just been a roller coaster of a ride so far. And um, yeah, at one point, I just kind of had to restart and uh, revamp my career a little bit, you know, and that's what I'm still doing at the moment. And I'm really enjoying it as a family. And uh, even though I am marinating on it today and enjoying that win. But my mentality, I'm like already so calm and just looking forward to the second race that I don't want to ride that high horse for too long just because I'm eager to get back out there and get more racing under my belt and, and um, yeah, doing this with my family. Yeah, it's an incredibly long season. It goes January to May, so people could just say, oh, that's such a short season. No, it's so taxing on your bodies, especially this year, you've got Tuesday races. You're racing again on Tuesday. So how do you refocus for just two days later? Um, it's very difficult. Um, at the focus side of things, um, of course, if we were to race Saturday to Saturday, I feel like you can kind of ride that or, or enjoy that a little bit more. But we have such a quick turnaround. And honestly, the biggest thing is just trying to recover for Tuesday because when you really think about it, our races have been very late. And then on top of it, which I... I actually talked to the guys yesterday. We had a press conference via Zoom um, at starting at midnight. And I said, guys, why are we doing this at this time at night? Like, we're hungry. We're trying to eat. Like, we really need to go to bed. We're doing this press conference. Why don't we do this the next day and have a call in at 9 in the morning or something like that? Because I just feel like our recovery is so important. And it's such a quick turnaround. Today being Sunday, Sunday is a wash, right? Like, you don't – the sleep isn't that great Saturday night because you're still – so high on adrenaline and everything. And then, you know, you're not going to fully recover just based off of Sunday. And then Monday, you already have to prepare for Tuesday's race. So the most difficult part is just getting back to hundred percent for the Tuesday race. So it's just a very, very quick turnaround. And the Saturday to Tuesday races uh, are very difficult. And then obviously Tuesday to Saturday, we have a little bit more time. So I do really like the schedule. Um, just for the fact that in a short period of time, we get a bunch of rounds under our, under our belt. And then we actually have a little bit more off weekends throughout the entire season compared to racing every single weekend and then get one off weekend and then finish out the season. So it has its positives and it's negatives for sure. Ken Roxon, 450 winner last night in Annapolis. And this is all we're going to talk about it, but you still have to, at least for the freak nation, uh, address what did happen in Houston. Number two, the, the red, uh, the red flag. What happened with the jumping on the Red Cross flag, even though uh, there was some dispute about that? <laughs> yeah. First off, I, I didn't jump on a person, but obviously <laughs> right, when right. there is a, when there's, um, it was actually my teammate, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but when somebody is down, obviously, and especially in a difficult spot, uh, the Red Cross flag comes out, but it was a very unique situation. First off, my argument was that I didn't blatantly, like how it states in the rule book, I didn't blatantly, um, disrespect or ignore that red cross flag and we were in a sand section with a tight right hander right and so the red cross flag came out and it was literally like five feet in front of where the crash was which is very like short notice for everybody but then my situation was so unique because i had uh Ferrandez and marvin muskin in front of me mm -hmm. so marvin went to the inside 
and I am behind him. And then Piranhas went to the outside. So at the same time, I have one guy ahead of me. Then he turned right and rolled it. But everything happened so quick. And then I had Ferrandez around the outside. And right as I am kind of like turning, he basically crossed over right in front of me. And I could not see the red actual cross light. Right? So I turned around. As soon as he went by, I'm like, what? I like taste that double. And then I even looked oh. back on the next one to see if there was a red cross light. Because I was really confused why like everything happened so quick. And they were rolling. And I only saw the yellow flashing lights beforehand and and that means caution right which you can still do a pass you can still jump and do everything and then there was a cross like just in a really weird spot and they were like very unique timing and i argued that and argued that and you know i i, I still to this point think that the four point penalty was too much and was inappropriate which those are va- very valuable points and yeah well they docked me with four points even though i tried to fight it and that was that and then obviously with houston three um, getting into a lapper, Dean Wilson, that was ahead of me for like a solid lap and just didn't move over after multiple blue flags and me yelling at him. And especially going in the turns, our bike are quiet and kind of shut off. And I was yelling and screaming and he said it was, uh, he didn't hear me. And then, yeah, he just stayed in it. And I bumped into his real wheel and almost jumped into him and, you know, uh, web capitalized and, and got the win there, which I was super mad about because this could have been back to back, but I guess it's all, um, in the past now, yeah. but, there's definitely a couple of tough races that were going on there. Ken Roxon, how does the protest work in Supercross? We know what happens in NASCAR where all the key people get in and holler and argue until somebody comes out the other side, uh, the victor or the loser. How's it going to work for you in this four-point penalty? So basically, <laughs> KTM protested me for that, and... I had to go to the AMA and they were like, Hey, what was going on here? This and that. And I explained, uh, I basically pleaded my case and they were just like, Oh yeah, thank you for your concern, but this is what it is. And, and I was like, well, that is it. Like, really? This is, I, I was just super confused and kind of like blown away how it was just that. And then basically you can, we can, um, I don't know what it's called, but basically we can re protest and basically take it for a third party viewing and cost us $800. And we basically did a Zoom call with the FIM and I explained my case to them. And honestly, I was very confident that we were looking very good and we were, you know, possibly gonna, gonna win this mm-hmm. and basically get away with a warning or a fine. And we didn't. They basically just, we, I actually, I was at the AMA truck probably until 2.30 in the morning just because we were waiting and this and that. And Jeez. You know, I was really tired at some point. And then, yeah, I actually went back to my bus and as my team manager was waiting for the results, but they stuck with their thing and just hammered me with the four points. And, you know, like, and then we came to the blue flag the next weekend and they just gave Dean a warning, which I never wanted Dean to get a fine or, or, or anything like that, but they gave him a warning, even though that was my eyes blatantly, um, you know, not paying attention to the blue flag, especially since there were multiple ones. So I never wanted Dean to get docked or, or, or a fine or anything like that, but that made it even more clear what the heck was going on. I know that the red cross cross flag is a little bit, um, uh, how would I say, like gnarlier, right? Like you have to respect that flag, but I just think that they were, it was just out of hand. It was too much what they did. Those four points are very valuable and, um, they screwed me over like that and I still disagree. 
The 2021 Supercross season has started off with four races, four winners. Ken Roxon, you're the fourth last night. How's the process work, Ken, when you overcome some of the setbacks you've talked about? Obviously, it's very emotional looking at how you celebrated last night. We're going to send that picture out. How does the process of getting ready work for you? Yeah, well, um, I, I wasn't really trying to just uh. rip off my shirt and, and showing everybody my body, but it was more so, hey, I want to get this wet stuff and my chest protector, my wrist braces. I want to get everything off of me and just wear the jersey. And then, you know, in between there, I just got this flash of, like, stoke. And I was just like, yeah, you know what I mean? And there a couple of photos were snagged. But, um, yeah, of course, it makes it sweeter. But in the end, you just got to look at the whole championship. And um, I just can say it again. It's just valuable points. It's a lot of points in the end, you know, especially with that – Lapper thing, it was seven points. You know, that's that yeah. I especially in two weekends, you know, never mind that was back to back weekends and overall seven points. So those are very valuable. And of course, it makes this win so much sweeter. But, you know, then you're still just like, dang it. Like it's just, and it's a lot of money, you know, going from first to second in the last half a lap and it not really being your fault is just very, um, very frustrating. The good news is your baby doesn't care. My, that is true. And actually, we're just talking about with my good friend, Justin Brayton, you know, whether you do good or do bad, your baby doesn't care. They don't know and they don't care about it. And honestly, that's what made it makes me have so much fun throughout these practices and stuff, because in the end, you know, we're changing diapers in between practices and you see his <laughs> smile, whether I was first or fifth, it doesn't really matter to them. So it, it, it makes it so fun and um, makes you appreciate family and, and life. Absolutely. Hey, Ken, back in the day when I rode motocross, oh, know, here we go. 30 years ago, <laughs> we had nut protectors. Do you still have a nut protector that you wear or are you just are you commando? <laughs> I actually don't. I wish sometimes because those pebbles that when you get rooster are like freaking pinfalls. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I bring that up is because uh, I, with experience, I have a 7-year-old daughter. It never fails. Whether she's jumping on the bed or we're wrestling, yep. she finds a way to kick daddy in the junk. So you got to <laughs> yep. be careful as they get older, bro. If you, you might want to research a, a cup for your for your privates. Uh, oh, I already know. Obviously, I'm hanging out a lot with my uh, last year's teammate, Justin Brayton, right? And then yeah. uh, his family and his kids, which I think they're six and three, I believe. Yes. And, you know, we wrestle on the ground and trust me, I know they just somehow do not care one thing about anything. And uh, it just always it always finds a foot or something finds their way in there. And and uh, yeah, and it's not even just down by the jungle. You know, you get an elbow to the face and all that kind of stuff. You get head butted accidentally. Yeah. Well, man, so speaking true. of, we've got your buddy Justin Brayton on later in the show, so maybe she can, maybe he can share some uh, stories about your friendship and you guys kicking some oh. ass. Oh, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> we actually just went through. I had a little brunch here earlier, which was very nice. See, there's man. another good thing about the schedule in 2021. Yes, it has its difficulties, but there are plenty of benefits to come along with. Oh, for sure. You know, these these times, uh, first off, traveling all throughout the United States on a weekend to weekend is a lot. But now we get to travel once and we're in one spot and we get three races out of the way. It's it, And it makes makes for a lot of hangout time. You know, obviously, unfortunately, with COVID, you know, there's not really that. We got to be very careful and there's mm -hmm. not really that much you can do. But at the same time, we're here. We're actually neighbors. <laughs> He's in the room next door to me. Uh, we're in this Airbnb and we, we rented this loft uh, side by side. So I'm probably going to go over there later and play some pool. He has a pool table in his room. Um, but it definitely makes time for, for hanging out and good conversations. And, 
Yeah, so uh, there's definitely lots of positives about the schedule. Ken Roxon, two-time Supercross champion, maybe on his way for a third, grabbing himself a win in Indianapolis last night. And it's a great freaking story. We appreciate your openness, Ken. Thanks for doing this, bud. Cool. No problem. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good one.